I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, fantasy managers, and welcome to the round 14 preview episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast slash videocast. This episode is brought to you by My Captain Vela, a new fantasy documentary by Bobby Warshaw for the 2019 fans. Oh, wait, no, 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 that's that's not right. Uh, no, actually brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Conley from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I am joined by regular co-host Michael Denton. Blaine Riffle cannot be with us because he is celebrating his daughter Lily's second birthday, so a big happy birthday out to Lily, and also a happy birthday out to Patreon donor Jessup Gage, who was on the show a few weeks ago, whose daughter also shares a birthday with Lily, and she is one today, so happy double birthdays out there to you guys. Uh, I am excited, though, to welcome our guest for tonight, uh, Sounders beat reporter for MLSfemale.com. We <laughs> shaking her hands triumphantly <laughs> right there. Ashley Savage, how are you doing tonight? Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me back. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, you you were tearing it up with your your overall standing and in your your leagues before, and and I got some good insights about the banter between you and your husband. So we're excited to have you back to <laughs> let us know how you're still doing and and how that's all turned out. So, uh, welcome everybody, welcome. Yeah, yeah happy Memorial Day. Yes, happy Memorial, happy Memorial Day. Day. It was a fun weekend of soccer. Yeah, uh, you know. I mean, for, for me, the highlight was was Atlanta fans having obviously not ever watched Unimas before, or at least the SAP function, and not realizing that he always does, it's not a goal, it's a golazo! And then the, all their hearts breaking because they thought it was going to get barred. Yep. Oh, this is a great time. That is fun. That is fun. But you're right. It is Memorial Day. So we'll take a, a quick moment right here to say thank you to uh, all of those and give honor to all those who have served and have died in the past uh, in honor for for the United States and and uh, Canada and any of the other countries, I think it's I think it's fair that as a multinational league we represent we represent and uh, respect all of those. So uh, thank you so much to those families of those loved ones who were lost and for their sacrifice and their service. Okay, that needed to be done. I, I think it was good. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everybody for being here. Uh, Ashley, you know I tease it really quick. Uh, Give us a, an update. You had sent me a message about some of the interesting picks your husband was planning on making this week. How'd that turn out for him? Um, you know, not great. My husband is a MLS Fantasy original player, um, and the game has kind of changed to his disadvantage. Um, he He's just slid and slid further and further, but he still loves playing. So his whole strategy this season is just throwing it to the wall. And seeing what sticks, which is fun because sometimes he gets it really right, like really right. Um, but he's also just gives good feedback because he thinks of things out of the box that get too scared to pick. Sometimes you know what I mean, like not having Carlos Vela on your team seems crazy, but sometimes he picks someone not better. That's not ever going to happen. But um, he he drops them with Cincinnati defense, which again bold, but. 
I mean, I like I liked it. Um, and I think he captained. Who did he captain? I think he captained Tarek, which I think you did too, Mike. Which mm-hmm. turned out okay, not, not bad. Um, but no, not bad at all. I mean, Vela got eighteen, Tarek got fourteen, so that's yeah, exactly. pretty close. I yeah. still beat him. So that's what matters. That's that is at the end of it. <laughs> well, let's just keep talking about round thirteen in our, in our preview right here. How did you all do overall, Ashley? You, your team. So I'm trying to go back to five. I, I think I ended with one thirteen, um, which was not bad. I, I made one crucial mistake, which was um, I was going back and forth between Kim Kihi and Leardom going into that game. And if you can tell by the fact that I said made one big mistake, it was I went with Kim Kihi. Yeah. Um, and had a goal and an assist and all that. So that was my bad. But everything else panned out pretty well. I captained Vela because um, you should. Um, I put Robles <laughs> on my bench for a keeper who worked out. Um, kind of was waiting until the very last minutes of that game to see if he'd pull out that shutout and just went with it. I also had uh, Brian White on my bench with 13, which – um, worked out really well for me. I wish I'd played him instead of my other forward, which was Hebert, which I know you had talked about last episode. Um, I just had a weird feeling about NYCFC that paid out for me with Maxi Morales, but did not pan out for me with Hebert. But overall, um, and also Nani with that PK miss, but uh, mm-hmm. 113 on the week, and I won in my, my head-to-head, so it turned out okay. Yeah, I know I talked about uh, about Hebert as well on uh... – on Sirius XM with Jason Davis this week. And uh, he did not, he did not pay off, but uh, Mike, do you want to talk about that and then go into your team? I mean, yeah, I mean, he hit the crossbar. Um, I think he had one other chance um, that was pretty good. Um, so, I mean, fantasy wise, I still think he's a decent um, bet, but you know, he's not going to score every week, you know, inches away from scoring this week. Right. Um, but I mean, still good value pick and, and I mean, what I did with him this week is worked out great. I just had him on the bench. Yeah. Um, and if he, you know, if he doesn't hit, you know, let the subs uh, go in. And that, that worked for me because I put Kaku on my bench. Wasn't sure if he was going to get rotated. He did get rotated against Cincinnati, but still came on and scored. So he got uh, 14 points. Uh, so he came in. Um, I did captain Tarek, uh, which wasn't as good as a Vela captain, but I can't really get too mad about a 14-point captain uh, pick. Um, for, for me, the downsides were Nani, like Ashley said. Uh, and then I also had Memo Rodriguez. Uh, I was surprised Houston didn't do anything uh, against Minnesota. But then they didn't have Elise this week, which I didn't realize. Um, I think the big thing I didn't realize this week was that Piete for Montreal was out. Uh, I still haven't been able to find out what exactly is going on with him. But he was out, and if I'd have known that, I'd have kept him Bella too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I got 116 overall. Um, I played Andrew Weeby in our head-to-head, so I think I won by like 80 points because he captains Zlatan. Um, not joking. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that worked out. Um, I had Rooney, you know, get, get me 11 points uh, with his goal uh, and a bunch of bonus points. Uh, Robles, Anand, uh, even Godoy from Vancouver just kind of showing the GDW getting five points. Uh, in a week where there weren't a whole lot of clean sheets, that, that worked out pretty well. So we're going to have to start this right now. Everybody listening, uh, you need to tweet this out and let me know what you think as well. I know all of us are familiar with the league, most likely, uh, the show with Fantasy NFL. We need, and they have just, uh, and we know what the the wooden spoon is. From now on, I, I say that we call the lowest scoring 
uh, last place player in fantasy is the Weeby. <laughs> <laughs> and and we need to have a have a weeby trophy, and we need to do or do something. I'm going to try to get something worked out to send it to him or, or whoever gets last place. But we need to make that a thing. So so send out the weeby. Let's let's get this going. Let's get him to talk about it on on the fantasy podcast, the video cast that they're doing with extra time and everything. So last place, that's called the weeby. That's that's just what it has to be. So uh, let me know what you think. Any other ideas? But let's let's do this. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Maybe we could put like a inscription on a bottle of hairspray or something and make that <laughs> a bottle of hairspray. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it all out. Uh, I also had a pretty good week this time. I got one eighteen overall. Uh, actually, went up two point four million in my value. Uh, I can check my value actually right now. I didn't. I didn't actually do that. So I've gone up to two twenty four point nine. Uh, which which is pretty good. I've still been able to fit everybody I wanted. Uh, Ashley, going back to your point, talked about just your husband making some crazy picks. A couple weeks ago, we saw the 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 best 11 MLS t- uh, team falling within roster rules, I must say, by the way, was not even 100, wasn't even 90 million as far as the cost for all the players. So sometimes going out on a crazy limb, it works. And I know we call them a differential. And sometimes people try to challenge me because like I said, if I'm not wrong, it's just a challenge. You right. can't call me out. If you call me out, then I'm wrong, <laughs> but it's just challenge me. Uh, I forgot that a few weeks ago, but that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it going out on the limb, sometimes we call them differentials and, and we've been challenged sometimes saying, why in the world would you take a differential? It doesn't make any sense. Well, sometimes that's why you're doing this. You look at the field like this week, if you thought, Hey, I think I think Russell's gonna gonna go off this week. Um, there, he's he's due for one. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's the worst the worst uh, fantasy logic you can use. But if if you're just looking at the field and you're thinking, you know what, I really like this matchup. I, I think that this guy's gonna go off. No one's been talking about him, so I think I'm gonna go with Russell over the Sounders. So something might happen. Then then that makes sense. That's a pick that can pay off. We call them differentials. It's not just picking a guy that may not ever score at all so so anything like that so that's that's totally happened so i definitely respect those types of of picks and to your husband as well kudos uh but i didn't go that way i actually captain vela hedging my bets kind of going with the safe pick there uh trying to not lose points so i went with the vela captain did bring in uh, godoy had a non there on the bench i did a robles keeperoo that i stayed with robles Mm -hmm. i was at the cincinnati game so i got to see uh cincinnati do valiantly against New York Red Bulls. It had some rotation, but did bring it together in the second half. Um, big fail for me. I did go with Bear, but he was on my bench, which is exactly where he should have been. Yeah. Uh, but I also had Segura on my bench that I on my in my starting lineup that I brought in for some LAFC representation. Thought they could get a clean sheet against Montreal. Yeah. They didn't, and unfortunately, he got an own goal. So <laughs> had the same one. <laughs> That that happened uh-huh. as well. The three points, but you know, one eighteen, I feel was a pretty good score. I, I've climbed back up. Had a rough start to this season that I haven't been able to dig out. So uh, not the kind of rankings overall that I want to be. Still in the top six hundred, which I'm not happy with. But uh, it Aren't was we greedy. <laughs> Pardon? Aren't we greedy? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I moved into the top one thousand, so obviously I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it happens. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit later in the show about what to expect with the season switchover. Uh, but so uh, 
if you scored, I think, in the triple digits, you definitely did where you need to be. Uh, I've seen a lot of people who got maybe in the, the 120s. It's, it's a fantastic week. 130 is even better. But I think if you scored anywhere between uh, the low to to mid 100s, then then you probably had a good round. Probably saw some up with your uh, some green arrows right there, if green arrows were still a thing. Uh, let's move on now to our head-to-head -head recap. Mike, you stomped Weeby, as you already uh, alluded to, 116 to 38. Well done. Well done. Uh, that, there's, your, there's your token points. Uh, now, he's been doing better this season. He's been doing better, but I, I can I guess I can respect some gold cut. But, man, Weeby, come on. At least get an intern. Get an intern. Come on. Come on. Or Bobby. Bobby needs something to spice it up. But if you were saying that, Mike, he's, he's getting bored. What? Yeah. Bobby Warshaw tweeted Bobby. out that Carlos Vela made fantasy boring. Well, so did Jimmy. Well, let's okay, guys. You send me send me the ideas. What can we do to help Bobby have more fun in fantasy? I got an idea, and it's going to be I'm going to invite Bobby to join me in taking the 100 million challenge next half of the season, where you could only spend 100 million each week on your players. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm going to challenge you right now, Bobby, to take the 100 million challenge and see then how exciting fantasy can be. So moving on, Blaine is not with us, but he narrowly lost his his head-to-head -head with Matt Doyle, 100 to 108. Um, Doyle and uh, I don't think I don't think it was, it might have been, I think Doyle and Bobby were the only two people who won this week. And I think for from MLS, and I think Bobby's game was even closer. Uh, I beat Steve McPherson over from uh, the Loons over there in Minnesota, 118 to 111. This is Except for Weeby, a tight, a tight, tight league right here. Uh, and then our top scorer this week goes to Kyle McElhenney with MLS Fantasy Boss behind the numbers team, 127 points. So not a lot of us are really close to that score. Uh, but Ryan Anderson is still leading the way on top with a record of 10-0-3, though I think some people are pretty close with a couple more rounds. That that could change, but Ryan's got a pretty, pretty good league right there. Uh, what about your head-to-heads, Ashley? How did they look? Um, my favorite head-to-head -head is a league that I plan with another couple and just my husband. So we play the same three people over and over again. Um, but it's really fun when we play couple versus couple. And then uh, the other woman in my league, her name's Andrea, and she just kills us all every year. But, like, it not so much that it's unattainable to beat her, but, like, she does it slowly and subtly to where you think you have a chance, you think you have a chance, and then she just dominates you. And she happens to always play me the week I'm on this podcast. So, she, and she, <laughs> so it's kind of, she says she won't look, but I know she probably does. Um, but I beat her husband, which is really fun. I actually really like when she and I play husbands because we always talk and they don't talk to each other about it, but she and I do. So I beat her husband and she beat my husband, but actually my husband is the only one to beat her this year, except Ooh. I beat her once. So, and then I won my Sounders head-to-head week two. It was less dramatic. I don't know. Mike, you may have to weigh in on that. I think that's called collusion. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Owns up to it. Absolutely what it is. <laughs> Uh, well, I also want to mention the the Patreon head-to-head -head league that we're doing this year. Uh, it's been so much fun. Uh, if anybody is interested in joining the Patreon head-to-head -head league, uh, you just got to become a patron. It's It's been so much fun. Uh, but uh, River Schoolkill has been taking it away uh, so far. He's 10-1-2, still on top, but that could go away. Uh, Mark Prince medal is right behind him. Uh, he's 9 one and. 
two, I believe. So, so another another win there could get things switched around. So it's still pretty tight in the Patreon league. Uh, it's really really fun. We're going to be uh, having fun time handing out prizes for that as well. So thanks everyone who's been participating this year. And I think I won both of my head to head. So thumbs up. Good try. Uh, all right, let's get into a little bit more about our takeaways from round 13 before we move on. So let me know, what are your biggest surprising moments, Mike, from this round 13 that you want to talk about? Um, well, uh, to me, the biggest surprise was uh, Johnny Russell getting a hat trick. Uh, I guess I'll let Ashley uh, talk about what, what happened there if she wants to. <laughs> I mean, oh, it, it looks like a lot of lack of defense communication, but also if you watch that game, Johnny Russell hit his stride. Like I can't take anything away from him. He looked fantastic. The t I didn't think Spordeen as a team did, but he certainly did. Um, the Sounders are just going, the Kim Kihi going out, putting in um, just kind of a tough transition. And I think as an ode to my boy back here, losing Chad Marshall's communication is huge. And even though he hasn't played the last few games, I think that's something you're going to start to see with that Sounders back line. Um, they just don't communicate very well, Roman and Kim Kihi. Maybe Roman and Orega will do better if Kim is actually out, but Roman is also losing a couple steps. So, um, But, I mean, every one of those Johnny Rushville goals were beautiful. They were heartbreaking, but beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, for me, one of the biggest surprises coming out of the week was – um, was Brian White, who's someone that I haven't given a lot of credit to, and then Saucedo for RSL. Yeah, I had Saucedo on uh, on my list as well as one of the surprises. Uh, let's see. Actually, he's one. No, I had a, a different RSL player. So continue. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, he, what did he go up to? He just went up to five point three, but he was four point eight going into last week. Um, and he's just a sneaky little midi that's producing really well statistically the last couple weeks. I almost had him as a bench player, thought better of it. I'll definitely get ahead of ourselves. I'll definitely have him this week as a bench player because he's so cheap and he's producing goals and assists in I think the last three or four games. Um, but he's just a guy I've never heard of and didn't seem like a big part of the team until um, maybe the last four or five games. Um, and then, you know, I don't really know. The LA winning on the road without Zlatan, that was a big takeaway for me for the weekend. I know it was just a Jonah DeSantos stunner goal, but they looked better than Orlando through most of the game, which was surprising to me um, from a fantasy perspective and an MLS perspective. Well, that leads to one of my big surprises is that's uh, that's two misses for PKs for Nye. So one one miss back-to-back, -back, two last two games he's missed a yeah. PK. That's a shocker from a player that I think is was many – players this week, many fancy players this week looked at Nani as one of their top three transfers for who they wanted on their team, especially with LA missing something on the road and uh, such a heartbreaker, not something you can really count on a lot. So I don't know how much weight you put that on. Well, Nani's one of three of the whole year. And, and those to say, maybe you don't count on him missing those, but finding players who are involved in set plays can be key to you making your fancy decisions. It's been a big reason early on while I was going with Atuesta with uh, Lee Winout and his continued success as well. So that's something that has to weigh in your thinking early on. But also I want to mention, going back to Russell, I think you tweeted this out, Mike. Someone I saw this someplace on Twitter where they were like, that's the problem with Russell when it comes to fantasy is he's either nothing or gets a hat trick. 
Yeah, I think I posted that. I think he's got two two hat tricks, or, or I, I don't. But it, he's definitely one of those feast or famine players where, if he's in a good mood and a good game, and you know, I actually kind of talked about the defensive issues Seattle are having with losing Chad Marshall, uh, and then the injury to Kihi uh, mid game. I mean, he just took advantage of it, and and he was on a roll and feeling it. Uh, yeah. But there's other games where you're like, oh, Johnny Russell was on the pitch. Yeah. Um, He's, you know, he's just one of those types of players, and we we have them all in fantasy. You know, Albert Elise is one of those kinds of players. You know, it's oh, just right. like, um, you there's there's a lot of talent there. You expect it, but it doesn't. It, and it's not something that you can just predict by opponent either. It's not yeah. like oh, they do do really well against bad opponents, and you know, sometimes they do really well against good opponents. Sometimes they do really poorly against bad opponents. It's just you don't know how they. What they eat for breakfast that day, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, one of my uh, big players uh, to kind of take a look at this week that we haven't talked about yet is is Chris Wondolowski. I mean, the past two weeks, you know, you could have said always Captain Wando. I know. Uh, I mean, another two two goals gets another start on the um, road. Too. I mean, trying on the to road. Great, but still. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's, you know, I, I think what Almeida has been doing in San Jose seems to be throwing teams for a loop still. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. Um, but, you know, S- San Jose plays into, uh, you know, one of the double game week teams. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if, if Wando can keep this up. Um, the Another player who uh, we haven't talked about a whole lot on the podcast, and I, I don't know if Ashley is going to want me to talk about it. I was going to um, say exactly who you're going to say. <laughs> uh, Brian Fernandez of Portland. Um, you know, Great the double game week is probably going to prevent us from picking him, but, I mean, Portland starts their homestand uh, this week. Um, so, you know, Diego Valeri and Brian Fernandez are probably going to start moving into must-have, must-owns for the second half of the, of the season. Um and Brian Fernandez looks like he's having a lot of fun, looks like he's scoring goals with ease, and he's been doing against some pretty decent opponents, uh, going to Philly and getting a great goal. So uh, definitely someone to look at. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to echo all of that. Uh, and I'm going to – I wanted to talk about Wando tonight because I had said Wando was someone who I was expecting people could be disappointed in or wasn't really sure. I thought he was a player to avoid this week. Uh even, I mean, even though he was cheap, might have been a, a really great off the bench. I just wasn't sure. And, uh, yeah, I'll own up to that. He got two goals. He's got six goals in two games, which is ridiculous. Uh, I still don't feel like that's going to be sustainable for him because they're they're all poaching goal, goals. That's that's how Wando scores. That's who he is. That's who he is. And people are going to have to respect that again now when they see him start. I mean, like, all right, Wando's got the record. He's back in form. We're going to have to start making sure Wando's mark, have two people on Wando. So I don't think it's sustainable, but, I mean, I will own up. Wando was a, a great uh, bench otteru, switcheroo option for anybody this week. So so glad to see him doing well. But you were right, Ashley. Toronto ha- is not the team that they were last year, and uh, they have had some concerns at home. I was still surprised that he was able to get two uh, against Toronto like that. Yeah, I think it depends on the type of, like, this. so this weekend San Jose goes to D.C. United, which for the better part of the beginning of the season was the best defense in the league, and then they go back home. I think it depends on the type of defense, and it's it's not to say that Toronto defense is bad. I would never go that far, but um, when you get defenses like Seattle, honestly, that are communicating very well and are don't have all their key players, that is ideal for a guy like Wando, you know? Um, so I, I was happy to see him capitalize. I don't know if I, you guys know this, our dog's name is Wando. No, 
got him going into the into the World Cup, which definitely came back to bite us. But my husband wanted to do Zlatan or Wando, and I'm glad we went Wando. Um, <laughs> but so we always just kind of secretly root for him unless he's up here. But um, it's nice to see him capitalize and and get those those records. But I mean, I think you have to at least consider him as a cheap bench option occasionally through the, if he can keep this up. For sure. No, definitely for sure. Uh, and you mentioned DC. One of my surprises was DC struggling against New England. Pretty much anybody struggling against New England is still a surprise for me, especially with Bruce Arena not really in there taking the reins no. just yet. Uh, but you kind of expect more. I mean, it was it was Star Wars night up there in in New England, and and I think that they did their best. I mean, Rooney got Alderon for sure when he just got laid out. I was going to say, right were you more by the game or by that aerial dropkick? I, I just sort of everything. I mean, he totally got Alderon, and uh, oh. but he but he came back and uh, they he got the PK. But you just. I don't know. I, I still just expect a little bit more from, from teams that are going against New England and with D.C. I feel like that's especially important to take away going into this double game week. So that kind of bridges the section for me going into their fantasy takeaways. You guys already touched on a couple of them. I'm going to throw out Jefferson Savarino as another RSL player that I think people should keep an eye on. Two goals in two games. He's $8.4 million, so a sub-9 million player. And they've got a double game this week. Now, uh, he's not getting as consistent bonus points as someone like Rusnak, but that that's a great value option right there if you're looking for some of those players, something to fill up your bench maybe with the double game week. Uh, I had Brian Fernandez on my list as well, uh, and you nailed it, Mike. With the double game week, maybe not someone you're going to pick, but three goals in two games, only one of those that he go a full 90 minutes. That's got to be someone you look into and keep in your mind, put on a watch list, put a sticky note on your monitor, whatever you're doing when you're making your teams, because that's not somebody you're going to want to forget as they're starting this run home games for sure. Um, the last two that I have, and you guys can jump in right after this. Uh, the first one is we saw Piotti again this week, but he didn't go full 90. So um, that's just, just something I think people need to be aware of because I, I do believe that once he is 90 minutes fit again and playing with this team that Montreal will have uh a different look to them or some more bite to them. And then finally tease it a little bit earlier on uh, up at FC Cincinnati. They, they dropped two to new to the Red Bulls, but they were late in the game. And I got to say from being there in person, things are shaping up for them. I think Doyle talked about it some in, uh, in his review this week, but they had a lot of great chances starting out with Audi early in the game. They had at least four great chances in the game, much, much more than, than the Red Bulls did at start. Now there was some rotation. Let's let's acknowledge that. But but everybody back there on defense was was doing a great job in trying to reduce the chances that that the Red Bulls have. So they they did great. Got a little gassed, I think, near the end. They put in a great at least sixty minute performance. So I I don't. They're not a dumpster fire. You can probably still bet against Cincinnati in most times, but like Ashley's husband going with a Cincinnati as a flyer, as a switcheroo option, I don't think it's horrible because things are looking a little better with with them. But, um, I mean, it's you're, you're not going to be like captaining out anytime soon. Right. Well, and it's important to keep in mind because, I mean, we're coming to the end of the spring season, so we're about to get the budget reversion, and all of a sudden we're going to need cheap players, and cheap players are generally going to be the players who were terrible the first half of the season. Sure. So, you know, flyers for switcheroos on cheap Cincinnati players is probably something you're going to have to think about at the end of the month. Yep. 
anything else fantasy takeaways you guys want to mention before we start talking about all the housekeeping? Uh, well, I'll say that the you know the game that you saw Reed was the only win of any Eastern Conference team this past uh, weekend. It's it's been a rough go for the Eastern Conference. I mean, when New York City's draw against Chicago is probably the second or third best result of the weekend for the Eastern Conference teams. It's pretty bad. Um, that didn't, that I, I didn't really even stick with me. Wow, you're right. Yeah, I mean, because Orlando, I mean, a lot of East Eastern teams losing to Western teams, so that might be something to think about. I don't know if it's just kind of a fluke of who's been playing the last few weeks, but this has been terrible for the East. I mean, New York City was on a bye week and I just had a draw and I think moved up in the rankings <laughs> uh, or at least stayed uh, the same, even though a lot of teams around them played you know, at least two games. So um, really weird times in the East. And so I, I think that'll come into play in the second half of the season because it's going to be very tight. I mean, pretty much everyone is in it in the East. Uh, I do want to mention Vancouver before we move on, just a fantasy takeaway from there. Uh, they got four goals total this week, 2-2 to the Red Bulls, and then scored 2-1 down there in Dallas. Um, there are some things going on in Vancouver. I think what we've talked about before with the Whitecaps just just not being consistent. Uh, some of this stuff is still spread around. I mean, you're looking at at Anon as a defender, that's usually a good option. You're looking at at Wang there in the middle in the midfield. That's that's usually who you're going to go with there. Um, but I still don't see some consistency. But you know, I want to make sure that we give credit where credit's due. And Vancouver, you guys scored four goals this weekend, and that's something that fantasy managers should keep in mind that there is some production there in Vancouver under the right circumstances. And who knows, maybe a big Cascadia match could could bring the best out of them. Well, we'll see. <laughs> against Tacoma Defiance when that game rolls around, but hey, that's that's <laughs> it's good for fantasy. Exactly. All right, let's move on to our Patreon housekeeping section. Uh, you heard me mention it at the top of the show with the Head to Head Patreon as a website that we have set up that allows people who listen to our show to become a part of it financially to help us be able to keep going, to help us get prizes for swag and just do cool little things that we're trying to do right here. Have access to our members only Head to Head League for more prize winning options right there. We give away MLS gift cards up to $50 in value, and this is all for everyone there. Still trying to get little extras working out. Uh, live streams have not been doing well. I just, YouTube is not cooperating with me for getting that going. If you know how, let me know, because I am I want to get these live hangouts going for everybody. Uh, but let me know what you have ideas for, for patrons that uh, you want to, to work out, and I'm happy to do it, happy to get more YouTube content. Uh, let me know, send me messages in the comments. We've got 100 subscribers now on YouTube, so thanks to all of you out there as well. Uh, it's it's a great community that we're building here. If you want to learn more about it, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. Uh, had a quick question from someone on, on Reddit. Uh, I'll switch to it real quick so I can give a shout out where in credit where credit is due. Uh, this came from uh, Jay Casimir who said uh, once wanted us to talk about the switch between the seasons that's coming up um, because he doesn't think a lot of folks get it. I've seen some responses being like, yeah, this is my first year. I didn't really know about this. So I'm going to mention it now. We'll talk about it a little bit later. I'm sure there are only two weeks left in this first spring season of the fantasy game. This round 14 and round 15 are our last two seasons. So this is the penultimate round for that. And what that means is after round 15, 
We're going to have a first half of the season winner, and then everything's going to reset. We're going to be giving out prizes in the Patreon League and the Fantasy Boss League and the Reddit League. Everything's going to happen, but points are going to reset for everyone, so you're no longer going to have your point totals. The value of your team is going to reset back to $100 million. That's when I'm taking the challenge. And then also player prices are going to adjust. I didn't say reset on purpose here because what's going to happen is some players will reset back to where they were at the beginning of the season. Usually it's the mediocre players or the players that got on for a few minutes, maybe lost some value, and then things have changed. Uh, that's going to reset back to where they were at the start of the season. Other players who have been consistent are going to stay at the higher values. They'll drop down some, but they're going to stay at those higher values. And then many of those players who were undervalued or overvalued at the beginning of the season will be adjusted closer to maybe what they should have been valued at the beginning of the year. Now, this second part is what frustrates a lot of people because people really want those values. Uh, but that's just how it is. We now know more information and players are going to be more accurately priced. So all of that's going to change for round 16. So keep that in mind when we get there and you start setting your teams, especially if you're someone who's switching over from one of the other leagues, Fantasy Bundesliga, Fantasy Premier League, anything like that. Uh, things are going to switch up at round 16. So keep an eye on that. It might be a little hard, but we're going to be here with you to help you get some ideas and guide you along the way. So, And, and probably worth noting that can also include position uh, readjustments. Yes. Uh, I don't yep. know there's a whole lot, but it might, you know, for example, uh, Auden from uh, Vancouver, I think he's been playing more as a midfielder. It wouldn't shock me if Ben moved him up at, into be a mid spot. So um, there's not a whole lot of those that I know about this year, but uh, it's not just prices. Ben does uh, allow himself some leeway to change positions if, if need be. So now let's get into the double game week. This is another massive double game week. Hope you all enjoyed the slight breather that we got last week with just New York and Vancouver. Uh, but this week we have Atlanta, Minnesota, Montreal, Real Salt Lake, Philadelphia Union, the Colorado Rapids, DC United, Chicago Fire, Sporting Kansas City, and LA Galaxy all on a double game week. So those are players that you're going to want to make sure you've got set and locked by Wednesday, May 29th. 7 o'clock p.m. for that first game of Atlanta versus Minnesota uh, on the double game we're right here. Uh, Atlanta has a double home game this week. Montreal has a double home game this week. Uh, then we also have, I believe, D.C. United with a double home game this week. So those are some teams you may want to look to. May uh, Not going to have to travel at all. So that's always something to consider. Real Salt Lake is a double away game this week. And then we also have the Chicago Fire with a double away game this week. So keep that in mind uh, for those players. Usually just just uh, history gives us uh, an example that those teams don't always do as well, uh, and people tend to lead more to towards those double home teams. But just make sure that's thrown out there so everybody knows what's up. Nobody's on a buy, and then our good friend Andrew Crawlard was asking us to shout out some switcheroo options with all of these uh, transfers going on. And in my opinion, you're going to look at New England and LAFC for your potential switcheroo options, since you may not be loading up with the triple LAFC this week. Uh, New England has got two 4.0 midfielders. They played the last game on Sunday this week, so that's excellent for any kind of a ruse that you want to have set up. And then over at LAFC, you got a 4.0 forward. You got two 4.0 midfielders, two 4.0 defenders, and two 4.0 goalkeepers. So a lot of options right there. You might also look at uh, 
at Portland since they're not having a double game week. But any of those three teams right there are going to be who you're going to want to look toward for your switcheroo scrub players. Uh, that's all I have, unless you guys want to jump in. If not, Mike, we're throwing it over to you for the injury news. Okay. Uh, we've got a few injuries of this week. Uh, Tito Villalba uh, missed the game against RSL. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be able to make it back in time for the double game week, but obviously that's going to be a player that we're going to look like uh, be looking into uh, this week with the GGW. Uh, Kevin Molino uh, was injured in a friendly, hurt his left hamstring, hadn't seen a timetable for him. Uh, for DC, Paul Ariola is going to serve. Got a two-game additional suspension, or got a, excuse me, one-game additional suspension a- after his red card, which means he misses the first game of the double game week. Um, so he misses uh, the game against Chicago. Uh, we talked about Matt Turner. He got a straight red after Alderoning uh, Wayne Rooney. Um, I don't know if he'll get any additional time for that. Uh, Adnan uh, did leave the match early uh, due to injury. Um, it was sad because someone was, te- uh, you know, tweeting me like, "Hey, you know, he got a goal. Great. I hope he gets a clean sheet." And I was like, "Yeah, about that. Sorry, bud." Um, <laughs> sad, sad times. Uh, Michael Bradley actually missed a game, which is one of the thing first times I've ever had to say that. I uh, had a whore, sore hamstring. Um, Jonathan Osorio also um, had to deal with discomfort in his hip and groin, and I think he missed the eighteen. Uh, we already mentioned it. Uh, Kim Kihi uh, missed or decided to be subbed out in the 40th minute uh, for Seattle. Uh, and then we got some disco news. Uh, Ladero got a yellow card accumulation. Um, and I can see that the San Jose are also going to miss Thompson and Espinosa next week. So that's going to be a big loss for them against uh, DC United. And I would love to tell you other games, uh, other players in yellow card accumulation, but the disco uh, disciplinary summary hasn't been updated since May the 7th. So that's all I can do. Hey, it happens. Thank you so much, Mike, for all that hard work that you put in. I know it uh, helps a lot of people when they're thinking about their transfers, especially for double game weeks. That's you, you got to look at those yellow card accumulations. Yeah, and I, I do think those San Jose absences might be important when we're talking about which offensive players to go. Because, well, we'll talk about it in a sec. <laughs> Of course. All right. Well, let's move on to our ESPN Plus round 14 preview. Hey, if you're not looking at ESPN Plus yet as a potential option for your streaming needs, you really should. Five bucks a month. They've got a lot of content all there. Not all of it's even available on ESPN. So uh, get that extra content that you need when it's available in your area. Hicks, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, And uh, just check out what they have to offer. It's super cheap. You can get uh, a link to ESPN Plus over at MLSFantasyBoss.com in the sidebar near our Discord chat. Uh, Try it for free for seven days and and then let me know what you think because I've been enjoying it this year. And uh, I want to know if you guys are finding it the same value that I am. So check it out, ESPN Plus. Let's get to round 14. Two questions I like to start out with like I have the last few weeks here. I want to know, Ashley, starting with you, which match do you think is going to be the best one to look forward to as far as potential fantasy points? And also, before we even talk about who your picks are, are there any players that you're just a hard pass on? Like, I don't even want them. I want nothing to do with them this week. Um, That is a great question. So for me, I I think, and I I hate to go early and Mike kind of already touched on it. Either of the DC games for me are, are kind of hot, even with how they've been playing and the kind of disparity between the start of the season and their current form. Um, especially that DC San Jose game for me is like a must look to for fantasy. DC doesn't tend to heavily rotate cause they've been kind of short on, you know, depth 
for for most of this season. Um, I know I think it was the, the their first double game week. They rotated out um, Briant and Birnbaum, which burned a lot of people. But um, I mean, like Bill Hamid, Wayne Rooney, those types of guys. When you know there's not any injuries that we know of, those for me are are kind of must-haves for those games. Um, and then I'm really teetering between a hard pass on Jonah Dos Santos. So I picked up Jonah. I know. Hear me out. I picked up Jonah Dos Santos. Um, for most of the bigger LA games this year, and he hasn't really burned me except for the last double game week when he got hurt. Um, and maybe it wasn't a double game week, but he got hurt in a game. No, it was. It mm-hmm. was, right? Um, I had it. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> You're all dead. And oh, no, no. he missed a game because of the injury. And then against Orlando, I mean, he scores the stunner and he produces so well with bonus points. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm nervous that he won't go both because he'd had that injury recently. Um, and I just, my my brain says go to him, but my, my heart says I might have to hard pass on him. Mike, what about you? Same questions. All right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Philadelphia and Colorado. Um, Colorado's been doing better. They got their second win. I don't think we talked about um, them beating Columbus. Um, but it's kind of the same story uh, that we've seen all year for Colorado. They give up a lot of goals, but they score a lot of goals. So, you know, if you're looking for defensive points in that one, you're not going to get it. But offensive points, midfielders, forwards, I think there's a lot of opportunities in, in, in that game. Um, players to stay away from, uh, Lucho Acosta for me. Um, you know, we remember him from last year. He's putting up twos and threes right now. I don't know what's going on if it's, you know, just not having Emil Assad um, out there. You know, you would think even this past game against New England, against 10 men, uh, without Aureola, you'd see more usage, more bonus points out of him, but that, that just didn't happen. Um, so, so for me, you know, you, he's kind of one of those first players you think about for D.C. United for so many years, but but, but he's got to be a, a hard pass this week. Yep. Yeah, those are, those are, yeah, great, great points right there. Well, let's get into who you are considering this week for everybody. So let's start out with uh, keepers, defenders, and shutouts, Mike. All right. So for me, I'm going to look at the home teams, and I pretty much just crossed out Montreal right now unless I know uh, what Piete uh, com- status is. Um, I mean, if you remember from a few years ago, Piete coming made night and day difference, and we saw that again this week. I mean, LAFC probably could have had a lot more goals than the four they scored. Um, so I don't trust Montreal at home, um, even though their schedule is pretty good. Um, so – I pretty much went heavy with Atlanta, D.C. Uh, in the back. Uh, I have Brad Guzan. I, I know he makes mistakes and has been kind of sloppy, but uh, Minnesota has been putting up a lot of goals. Chicago's have issues. Uh, Gaetan's just back from injury, so I don't know how much he'll play, especially because it's on turf. So I think that's a good opportunity for some clean sheets. I have Miles Robinson for the same reason. Uh, he's a little bit cheaper. But I'm, I'm going three defensive in the back with Atlanta, uh, LGP. <coughs> Kind of hoping for some uh, set beat magic. Uh, then I have uh, Brilliant um, and then Jara on the bench. Um, you know, I think uh, San Jose is going to be missing a lot of pieces with Thompson and Espinoza. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they'll be able to body up on uh, Wando and know where he is and, and kind of shut them down. So, um, yeah, I'm going heavy with the, the home games, home teams in the GW this week. Nice. I like those picks. Ashley, who are you looking at? Um, basically the same as Mike, except I don't have this disdain for, for Montreal. I, I, I feel like 
Montreal could turn around and surprise us, which they do randomly. Um, and I'm just hoping I'm guessing that random time. I went with uh, with Bill Hamid mostly just because um, it was between Brad Guzan and a defender for Atlanta because of what the rest of my team looks like. And so I also went with LGP, who also make, just makes me nervous. I don't know where he sits on yellow cards. I need to, to double-check that before I actually play him because um, I feel like he has to be close. Um, but uh, he just – he's so good at bonus points, and he didn't get rotated the last round. Um, and then I went with Steve Birnbaum, who's just someone that, that I, I like when DC's on a double like that. Um, and then I'm actually starting Diallo for, for Montreal tentatively. Uh, and then Kai Wagner is my defender on the bench, but I, I am kind of toying between putting him in for Diallo. But um, as of right now, Wagner's on my bench. So. Yeah, the nice thing about um, Brimbaum, I got to say. No, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was going to say LGP has three yellow cards. I, I looked it up with the fantasy. But it's, so it's because safe. Atlanta hasn't played as many games. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he's safe. He's safe. If you've got three yellows, there's absolutely no way you can miss the – well, I mean red card. But uh, you can't get your yellow card accumulation in, in those games. That's okay. that's not going to happen, so he's good. Uh, no, I like the burn bomb pick because he's also that goal threat as well, mm -hmm. that that he he gets he gets some goals going on those set pieces. So um, very, very nice. You guys touch a lot of the ones that I had uh, – if if you do like Montreal and you unlike Mike, that's that's some some pretty some pretty hot picks right there, Mike. Uh, right there with what you're going with the Montreal hate. But um, can I argue against myself just to give? Them I mean, you're you're welcome to. That's what we're all about, giving people options. Yeah, I mean, because Blaine's not here, so I'll, I'll pretend that I'm Lane and you know to tell you what Lily's going to tell us. Um, I, if I was picking for Montreal, it would be because RSL is terrible on the road. Yep. Uh, and or with Orlando's kind of struggles offensively, if if Nani doesn't have a good game, then I could see Montreal doing it. I mean, and, and like I say, if if Piete, uh starts, I'll put in a Montreal defender. Piete starting, maybe we get uh, um, oh, Piotti back. I just just oof, it went out. Maybe we get Piotti back for the full ninety. Maybe that's why he's not beginning those full nineties now to safe and for these two home games. No travel. Uh, it could be could be something for the home crowd. But no, I get it. I get it. Full ninety in either game. I, I just imagine they just kind of play him a few games until the Gold Cup, uh, you know, break, and then just entirely possible. But I mean, if we're looking at like 70, 80 minute Piotti, that's yeah. that's still pretty good as well too. Mm -hmm. Also, at home squad that Orlando traveled with for their last oh like double game week to Seattle it was a complete it was a completely starting 11 I'll take a Montreal defender over Orlando players that have never even played a minute <laughs> you know for sure but Orlando isn't on the DDW this week because so no, I mean, yeah but they're going to Montreal right was my point Am I yeah right? they're traveling yeah. Saturday yeah, yeah Five when they traveled they completely I mean they, they've been rotating a little bit on their away games anyways but you're right it's not a double for Orlando so maybe sure. they won't but but if you're looking for some budget with a uh, Montreal pick, I think you got to look at Lovitz. He's, he's right there with Diallo. Seven million. It's pretty easy to go through there. Uh, if if you're looking for a Philadelphia player, because you know they've they've I think they've got one of the better home and away rotations this week. Colorado, like Mike said, they they have been able to score. They've got Kamara, who's been doing some great stuff, and they've got the the new the forward who tends to come in and score, whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> Should not be surprised anyone who listens to the show. Uh, yes. Yeah. But um, uh, they they've got some offensive threats like there. 
Shinyashiki. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I knew you all would want to hear me try to say it. Uh, so, so they do have some pieces there, and they've gotten a little bit better defense, so that might help them get that offensive pressure. But Philly been doing pretty well this week. I know they've been called a darling this this year. So uh, Gaddis, I think, is a good shot right there. They're going. Uh, they're hosting. Or they're, sorry, they're not hosting. They're going to Minnesota. As their second game, and we did talk earlier how they've been struggling with the offensive production. People were asking about Quintero last week, and I said, he's just not doing it, and he didn't do it. So there there are some concerns there with Minnesota on the offensive side. So this could be a decent week for Philadelphia defenders as well if you're looking for some options there. If you're looking for a switcheroo option with or a keeperoo option right here, I know I had a question. Uh, Andrew Crawl again was wanting to know about some of that. Uh, I think if you're going to go with Guzan as your starting keeper, who I, and I think that's a great a great pick. That's who I have right now. Again, Minnesota for the same reasons, and Chicago's been struggling a little bit, but a little bit better than Minnesota. Then if you're looking at Guzan going as your keeper, he wraps up around 8 o'clock on Saturday, which gives you plenty of time to look at some other people. And I like Bill Hamid. Sorry, not Bill Hamid. I was looking at DC. I like Tim Howard. Oh. I like Tim Howard there with that that second Colorado game back at home against FC Cincinnati. So uh Can I were... a single game week keeper option. Sure. Sure. And I guess I actually can't do that with with Bill Hamid since he is a double game keeper. So it's Bill Hamid. I did it again. Tim <laughs> Howard. Tim <laughs> Howard. I totally overlooked that. Uh so give me your single game week keeper since I I mean it, it, it pains me to say it, but I was talking to my husband about it, is Jesse Gonzalez for FC Dallas. Seattle's on the road. They're missing so many key pieces going into this weekend and then even more uh, the following weekend, and it, it hurts me to go against them. But if you're looking – if you're whoever your, your bench keeper is doesn't do it and you get through the Wednesday games and you need a single game week, Jesse Gonzalez just jumps off the page to me. Yes. That is the right option. I totally got my notes mixed up here. And Tim Howard is my alternate keeper for the double game week keeper. So thank you. Thank you for getting us back on track there. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. No, you did it. I mean, it's like I said, it was it was a trek to get back from from uh, the long weekend this week. And so oh, gotcha. my notes are a little, little confusing. But uh, I'll edit that out. I won't edit that out. <laughs> no we don't edit that kind of stuff we don't edit that up but no you're right dallas dallas against uh seattle with some of their struggles that that is uh the best of the keeper options there with atlanta likely with it ending around eight you'll get to see uh the brad guzan pick as well um and then as the alternate for brad guzan there we go uh you're looking at maybe going with with tim howard i think as they may drop some to Philadelphia, but they're going to get Cincinnati at, at home, traveling up there to Colorado. Pretty good shot, I think, at a clean sheet for them. If you first trip to alt altitude? I believe it is. Uh, it's the first trip to Colorado, so um, good times. Good times right there. It, and if you're going, if you're going to go with with Tim Howard, you're you're not really going to have a keeperoo option at all because that game is going to end around 1030, which is when, I mean, you, you could try to go with Portland if you want to go with that, but I, I don't know LAFC on the road. So I think Guzan's your best shot if you want to have a keeper route this week. Yep. Uh, well, let's move on to midfielders. I'm going to start out with a question that I really liked that that came from Twitter 
from uh, Maureen Haynes 17, who uh, just made a comment and I wanna get you all to, to weigh in on this. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if fatigue is setting in, especially for the midfielders. It seems like a large percentage of them are underperforming for their price tag. Do you see that as well? Or do you think this is just, hey, we're seeing some rotations, gold cup, call-ups, any kind of thing? No, I think that's probably right. I mean. I mean, part of it is because Vela's star has shown so brightly this year. But, I mean, think about the, the midfielders who we would have expected and came in with high price points. Kaku hasn't done well. Pity Martinez, uh, Ladero um, hasn't been as consistently good as he once was. Um, I, I mean, like, you know, I'm about to say that I'm picking Jonathan DeSantis. That's because he's one of the more consistent midfielders this year, and that's absolutely crazy <laughs> um, to to say. I mean, it. I mean, for for me, it's been really expensive forwards, um, and then you're just trying to get cheap uh, midfielders just to kind of make ends meet because there's not a whole lot of them that stand above the rest. Ashley, is that what you find? Yeah, I mean, I think that oh, oh, there's a lot of injuries, too. Um, if you look at some of the teams that you expect to perform well, like D.C., um, Atlanta, Seattle, uh, Portland, uh, some of those biggest name midfielders that came in with such a high price point, either people around them or they themselves have gotten injured. Um, so they're not falling the way you'd like them to. You know, that's always fun. I remember at one point last year, Yosef dropped down to, what, like eight or something? Um, and you could just snag them right up. Um, but well, they're not dropping. I, th I guess for me, it's it's less of how expensive they are. It's that people that aren't performing don't seem to be going down as much because um, either they went off in the beginning or whatever. But um, it's also just the teams you tend to look to based on last season or just their hype. I think um, the midfielders aren't consistent. And you're seeing guys like Jonah DeSantos or Oswaldo Alonso pick up five, six, seven point weeks consistently without goals or assists. Um, but the goals and assists guys just aren't coming through as consistently. So maybe it's fatigue. I, to me, it seems like a lot more injury, which I guess goes hand in hand. And we've seen so many double game weeks tends to benefit defenders as well so it may not necessarily be fatigue it's just that the points have been falling differently because of this the way the schedule is but i love the question thanks everybody for weighing in on that uh just this is something very important to consider with all these double game weeks and and the upcoming buys mike midfielders what are you thinking all right uh i'm gonna go with jonathan dos santos um i, I didn't mention in the injury rundown but um matt beasler left for sporting kansas city uh towards the tail end of the seattle game um, that means they're just as shorthanded as they've been. Um, they don't really have the depth to make up for that. Uh, they get uh, Zlatan back. So I think there's a great opportunity. And then they're home against the New England Revolution. I know the Revs have been able to kind of, you know, slog it out at home, and I'm sure they'll slog it out. But just sitting in the back and absorbing crosses, well, that's been what L.A.'s been doing all year. So yeah. I think L.A. will be okay uh, with those two games. I don't think either of those teams have the defensive personnel uh, to really stop uh, Azlatan, who's been uh, gotten a two-week break. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, about Philly. I have uh, Montero, uh, you know, 8.5. He's still been pretty good. Uh, and then I have Majudinin on the bench. Uh, and then I have Ily Sanchez um, from Sporting Kansas City on the bench. Uh, I know I just, you know, trash all over Sporting Kansas City, but Ily Sanchez has been a pretty consistent uh, you know, defensive midfielder uh, again. Uh, he wasn't last year, but he's kind of getting back to where he was uh, two two years ago. Uh, and at eight million, he's probably you know an easy guy for me to spend the money and put on 
bench kind of to see what happens. So and <clears throat> to the to the question you just asked, yes, that means I only have two midfielders and a switcheroo mid in my lineup. I have three forwards this week, which is very rare for me. <laughs> for sure. Ashley. Um, well, and you know Ilya is going to play because they don't have anyone else, right? <laughs> he's, he's definitely going to go both. Um, I'm flirting between Jonah Dos Santos, which I told you is someone that I – it seems like I should stay away from him, but he does produce, um, and Johnny Russell. So I'm going back and forth between the two of them just because historically when Russell gets hot, he stays hot for a, a short amount of time. Um, he doesn't often go off and then just die down the next game. So I'm considering riding that wave, but like Mike said, Sporting's just kind of piecing it together. Zlatan's about to come into to the cauldron, so we'll see which one of them I go with. Um, and then I like Gressel this week. I like Atlanta at home. They're kind of unpredictable, which is something I never thought I'd say about them. <coughs> coming down with something like, over, over you two coughing. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Getting over something. Um but I, I do like Russell. He's someone that I, I had before he got expensive a couple seasons ago. So I think that's more of an emotional choice than a realistic one. Um, and then <coughs> I like Oswald Olong. He's on my bench. Um, but I like him just for all the bonus points he gets. And then I talked about this earlier in the beginning, but I'm also putting Sosedo on my bench with RSL. Um, <coughs> gosh, even though that they – have two road games. They're two road games that I think could pan out for them. Um, you know, they are going to Montreal, could go either way. They're going to Red Bull, could go either way. Um, the, neither of those games to me scream unwinnable. They're not great on the road, but that's why he's on my bench, and he's only 5.3. He was 4.8 last week. So, um, and he has, I, I think he has a, a two goals in three games. Um Maybe even even more than that. Yeah, he's he's coming off a seven, fifteen, and eleven. So he's got two goals in the last three games um, and two assists as well. So for me, he's just a good differential um, when I don't want to spend a ton of money on a bench player. That's something that's always hard for me is to put someone like Johnny Russell or Joe Dos Santos on my bench. Um, it just pains me. It's like throwing away money. So Sosedo is one that I'm considering. If he hits, he hits, and if he doesn't, I didn't waste any money. Very good. Uh, I've got several of the ones you guys have mentioned. I'm actually going with currently uh, Jonathan Dos Santos. I wanted to say that right this week since I butchered it the last two weeks, confusing him for his brother. Uh, but JDS and Russell, because uh, I agree, Russell tends to have some some hot points. Uh, I think two, two bites at the apple this week uh, against LA and then away to Houston. I, I think he's got some chances for, for some points. I like Jonathan Dos Santos. I I definitely disagree with with maybe some of the hesitation, Ashley. He's we we haven't had Alessandrini this year. We haven't really had seen a lot of stuff from Legette coming up this year, like we've seen in the past. And Jonathan Dosanos has really been picking up that that slack there. He's getting some of the the defensive production there, and he's getting some of the offensive go to uh, connecting sometimes with with Sultan. So I think Jonathan Dosanos has been a great option for points this year. 10.7 is not that expensive, I think, for a good solid double game week option. Uh, Mike, like you, I like Montiero there at Philadelphia. I, he's, he's just been great, and at 8.5 is, is a fantastic value. I have right now on my bench just a, a placeholder because I want to see just, just how this works before games start because there'll be time. There'll be time to see this lineup. I've got Piotti on my bench right now. 
And I know it's, I don't know if you're oohing at me or if there's something going on there with your dog, but. Nope. uh, Okay. Okay. I, I've got Piotti on the bench. Like I said, he, he can really turn this team around with his production. He's been getting more minutes. Two home games, I think, could be a great time to bring him back in. But I want to see that first lineup against Real Salt Lake. So Piotti is a placeholder for me right there. If you're looking for other options right now, uh, I think you can look at Chicago. They've they've been getting some goals. Not It's not all turned around for them, but they've been getting some production there. Uh, I think you're going to look for either – uh, Frankowski, who's 8.4, or you're going to go to Katai, who's 10.2. Uh, Frankowski was doing it well last week. Overall, though, it's Katai who's leading the way. You could go with someone more defensive there with Dax McCarty, but uh, they're, they're all kind of hitting around those same points right there. I love the Alonzo shout-out right there. I, I think he's always a good call to go with uh, for a double game week as well. No um, way. <laughs> I like all that. Uh, and I, I mentioned that earlier on, in addition to uh, Saucedo that you were talking about, that uh, – pardon? Saverino, right? No, yeah, you mentioned Saucedo. I was talking about Saverino earlier on the show, so that could be another option you look, you look at at RSL. If you don't want to go with a Rusnak, I would hesitate, though, because he tends to not be that great on the road. Uh, so, so we'll see. I, I don't know if it's a great shot, but those cheaper RSL players, I think, could be really good options as well. As just just throwing that stuff out there, I think we've covered a lot of good players. Uh, let's move on to forwards, Ashley. Um, I am picking up Yosef this weekend. I just like them at home. He, he's kind of been hit or miss, but he's been hitting as of late. So I'll I'll ride that wagon. Um, I'm also definitely picking up Zlatan. Um, I like to see what he's like <clears throat> with rest. I feel like he's been injured this amount of time, but not suspended. This is his first big suspension in MLS. So I'm interested to see when he's rested. Um, and, you know, he tends to just get very hungry. So <laughs> I think that he's kind of a must have. Uh, and then I'm also going with Wayne Rooney, which again, it sounds weird to say feels like a gamble. Um, but if anyone's going to score on a team that's not scoring a lot, it's Wayne Rooney. So, you know, he's going to take their PKs. He's going to take their free kicks. Um, and so DC kind of makes me nervous because they're not producing a lot of points. Like, like I think you talked about, it's hard to watch them go to New England and struggle. That just doesn't make sense. Um, but they have two home games against moderate teams, I would expect. So um, I'm plugging him in. But I also toyed with, and I don't know if Mike will love or hate this, Jonathan Lewis for Colorado. Um, they have him listed as a forward, and he's very inexpensive. Um, I don't know that I'd feel comfortable starting him because I'm not sure he'll he'll go global. Um, he did score over the weekend, and he looked good in that system. So um, if you want – again, I'm, I'm not doing it, but I thought about it. <laughs> um, so if, if you need to save money for some of these more expensive midfielders or the expensive forwards, um, I think Jonathan Lewis might be a sneaky little little bench pick. Kai Kamara is the one that jumps out at you. Um, but the last couple of games I've watched, he hasn't been the predominant uh, attacking player. So it's hard to pick amongst those other guys, but Jonathan Lewis seems to really be fitting into that system right away. So I, I consider it as a bench guy. Mike. Uh, yeah, she, she stole one of my sneaky picks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, was going to say Jonathan Lewis. I mean, 4.4. 4. Uh, how, how could you go wrong? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he scored, um, and I think they'll, they'll put up a lot of goals this week. Um, I have the same picks uh, except for one. Um, I have Zlatan. Uh, I have Wayne Rooney. 
Um, you know, on, on Rooney, uh, for, for me, I, I picked him over Joseph Martinez uh, only because of the uh, suspensions that uh, San Jose are going to have to deal with. Yeah. And I feel like San Jose's system is a system that they don't have a lot of depth and having to replace players is going to be a little bit more difficult for them. So I think I see Wayne Rooney having a little bit more opportunity than uh, Joseph Martinez playing against, you know, decently full strength teams from uh, Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, but then I do have Kai Kamara. Um, that is getting, I haven't been watching a whole lot of Colorado. So if Ashley's saying she's been watching and Kai Kamara hasn't been, that makes me nervous. Good better be Kai Kamara's been putting up. <clears throat> what I liked about him is that he's been putting up bonus points, even though he doesn't necessarily get goals. So he's still like a four or five yeah. uh, point producer. Uh, and he's he's less than nine million. So um, it's, there's not a whole lot of strikers you could find less than nine million who are getting bonus points when they're not scoring goals. So. Um, but now Ashley's maybe question everything I know. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Move that money around. I don't know. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, you guys said great picks as well. I like the Lewis shout out there. I think Kai Kamara is someone that people usually go to. He's been getting some good shot production. I think that's important to to remember that Kai Kamara is one who will take shots, uh, and so that can turn out to his advantage as well. Uh, I said Philly's not not awful. That's a that's some good travel them but they're gonna have Cincinnati and I think that's the wild card there so that could be an opportunity for a big man who can body up with those big defenders that Cincinnati has might give them some more trouble than what they've been seeing from some other teams so uh, but but some great options there as far as the budget goes both of those guys are really low priced uh, the first three players I brought in were Zlatan Rooney and Jay Mart I've changed some things up since then just because I, I went pretty heavy with my midfielders as well uh, as far as as far as money goes another name I'll throw out there that we haven't mentioned and I think he's going to be available Mike double check me on this with with the cards but isn't Nemeth coming back this week mm -hmm. yeah. yep. so we're going to have Nemeth back He's he didn't play before because he was he was on his suspension. So Nimeth back with Russell in form going up against LA Galaxy uh, at home, and then they're going to go on the road to Houston, which is usually a big game for Sporting Kansas City against Houston. Right there, could be a pretty good shot for him. Seven point eight million could really help him fit into a lot of teams if you're still struggling with your budget, or you just want to splurge at this time of the year and get all the big name players. So uh, definitely some good options there. But I, I like. Joseph Rooney and Zlatan, I think you guys already covered the big important reasons, especially set plays with Rooney that we mentioned at the top of the show. So uh, I like that. I like that little coverage that we have there. So uh, thank you very much. Now the big question, who are you going to captain? Ashley. So I've been going back and forth between two. I've been playing it pretty safe with my captains because always Bella, right? Um, and on the weeks where it's not him, I feel like it's it's kind of hit or miss. But I'm going back and forth between Wayne Rooney and Bill Hamid. Oh, um, I haven't, oh. haven't captured or, or goalkeeper yet this season. Um, I'm con I'm considering Birnbaum instead of Bill Hamid, but I'm I'm considering captaining someone representing the defensive backline of DC United. Um, just just because I I feel like that's a a, a safe-ish pick. Um, I like them on the double, but like I said, that's not something I normally do. So I'm hesitating, but it's, it's creeping up in the back of my mind. But otherwise than that, I'm, I'm feeling Rooney over, um, over the lion, um, over Yosef. I, I think he's, he's one of the better offensive captain choices. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mike, who are you looking at? Um, well, I don't have Vela on my team, so I just got rid of my team and put Vela on there and captain Vela. 
yeah. uh, no. Um, I, I, for me, it was between Rooney and um, Zlatan. Um, I don't feel good enough about any of the clean sheet shots this week to go with a defensive captain. Um, but I mean, it worked out okay for me last week, but I only got one clean sheet. Uh, but I'm gonna. I, right now, I have it on Rooney. Um, that 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 could change uh, easily. It's, he he's just been a pretty good um, set, like we said, set piece taker, uh, and I feel like he has a lower floor than Zlatan, so that's why I'm going him over Zlatan. Okay, good choices, good choices. I I, I like that. I have gone with Zlatan for myself. Uh, we we mentioned some of the reasons as well. He's back from suspension. I assume that's going to light a fire under him, which is already constantly burning wanting to, to really show what he can do you mentioned uh that sporting kansas city is going to be without beasler likely so again some some hits there could be a weaker home defense that maybe that uh la galaxy can take advantage of jonathan dos santos available staying healthy can help with that as well so i like slaton there and then if they can keep that form going maybe they can crack this new england egg that we're still wondering but but do we think that that we're going to see bruce arena come back to start coaching at new england for the la game i didn't think about that mm. I hope so just mm. like like what's that going to be is that going to be he's here we've got to stick it to him or it's going to be like oh i'm going to i'm going to show them like is that what we're building up for the well, Bruce Arena debut right you can't it, well i'm not a la fan so i guess i don't know but it's not like he left them for another mls team or they True. fired him True. you know but he also didn't take it to a World Cup, so maybe I don't know. That's is he in their head. Is he in their head? He they don't knocking at his door. I don't think whenever they were looking for a coach. So no, I'm, I'm thinking he's coming in there with a big old bottle of champagne, just like <laughs> pouring drinks on the points drip away from the galaxy. You know, he, he's gonna go full heel. Yeah, but I'm yeah, full. I love it. Uh, but I've got it on Zatan right now. Um, I like his shot to, to see what happens, but Rooney's and also definitely, I think a, a number two captain right there, or those two guys are one and two are as, as great options uh, with some of the, the questions that are still surrounding this round. Let us know who you think, who are you going to captain? Who are you going to put into your team that we haven't mentioned? Uh, let us know, uh, ask me why we didn't talk about somebody. That's been a video segment I've wanted to try to put together for the past few weeks. Uh, Cause we do get those questions that like last week, why did you talk about Quintero? I didn't like it. But send us those questions to us. Why did we not talk about someone? Who did we miss? Hit your team. Uh, and uh, that's right. And uh, and I'll try to maybe if I can, if I get enough, maybe do a quick video uh, tomorrow to try to drop that down for just follow ups or, or what did we miss? So uh, I'd love to do a segment like that if I can get content. So please send in questions, send in thoughts and comments like that, and we can try to provide more content to everybody out there. That's all that I have for the show tonight. Uh, anything else that you guys want to add before we get to our plugs? Nope. Nope. Shake in of heads for those of you in YouTube land. All right. Well, then let's do this, uh, Ashley. MLSfemale.com. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, we have reporters for almost every major or team in Major League Soccer, um, and we have a lot of really talented women now, great articles from their perspective as, as MLS fans. So follow us on Twitter. They do a, a great job, the, the social media team, of live-tweeting the games and all that stuff. So if you can't um, pay attention to the games and you're trying to look it up on Twitter, they do a great job of that. So if you haven't, check them out. Mike? Um, just follow me at Mike.Tiger. I'll use the hashtag uh, MLS Injury News if you see an injury. 
And of course, you can check out everything I do over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, we have the charts and the summaries and, and the podcast over there to view. You can also head over to r slash fantasy MLS, the subreddit over there at Reddit with some great conversation and post any articles or tips that you find. Rate my teams. We have the Discord chat at MLSFantasyBoss.com with some fantastic fantasy minds there. Someone from MLS every now and then if you need to, to vent or throw out some ideas. Uh, and be on the lookout at Reddit. I'm going to be posting... Uh, a, a link soon for collecting questions. We're going to have a mid-season feedback survey. So I want to know what kinds of questions you all have as you want to get answers to for how to collect feedback for the game, what you like, what you don't like, quest improvements, just look for it. I want to know what kinds of questions you want answered. And then, of course, you can also check me out in my weekly MLS newsletter that you can subscribe to over at MLSsoccer.com. Just search for newsletters in the Google. And you can catch me on SiriusXM talking with Jason Davis when we don't have massive double game week. So not this week, but coming up. So uh, that's, that's all for the show tonight. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and good luck.